Hello and welcome back to the Recover to Flourish podcast, where we discuss all things related to eating disorder recovery. I'm your host, Keandra, and in today's episode, it's all about body image and how to rebuild a positive body image in recovery. I want to note before we start this episode, I reflect on my own experience with body image distress during my eating disorder recovery journey, which did include necessary weight gain. I also want to acknowledge that the severity of an eating disorder is not related to being at a low weight or with any body weight or shape at all, and that distress from weight gain and a changing body can happen for anyone, regardless of your objective or subjective size. I want to acknowledge that I do experience thin privilege as well as other privileges in this culture and that I do not and did not have to fate oppression from other cultures due to my recovered body size. But I do feel so much compassion for those who do and dream and work for a culture and a world where one's weight, size and health are viewed as neutral to who we are. I think that's a really important point to mention before we start this episode, as I just think it's important to get the ground rolling and to ensure that we are all on the same page. Eating disorder recovery may be one of the most courageous and transformative experiences you'll ever go through, but it doesn't mean that there won't be so many intense fears and challenges and body image distress along the way. I think it's important to think about what actually body image is or a bad body image. Like how many times do you look in the mirror and say, if I could lose 10 pounds, I would be happy. Unfortunately, the majority of us women, girls, boys are also dissatisfied with our bodies. And one study found that 63% of female participants identified weight as a key factor in determining how they felt about themselves. More important than family, school or career. I think that's so scary. I mean, for me, I put so much energy and effort into how I looked or how my body looked for so many years and it was never good enough. I just determined my self-worth over what I looked like or what my weight was on the scale. But ultimately, I only briefly felt okay. That was a very, very transitional moment and I soon felt bad about myself again. Body image has now become intertwined with one's weight and therefore... Women, boys, men are not happy with their weight and they possibly can't be satisfied with their bodies. Unfortunately, we take this a step further and rationalise that negative body image is directly equated to self-image. We are now living in a society where we all believe that one way to definitely improve our self-image and to feel more confident is to lose weight and become thinner. But this is all a lie from the media. Unfortunately, negative body image has become a prevalent problem and so many eating disorders are a direct result of bad body image. So when you're going through recovery, it requires you to work through so many intense fears and challenges and it can feel like such a distressing place and difficult. Like for me, part of me wanted to truly give up my food rules and the constant thoughts and anxiety about food and my body. However, fears of how my body would change and how I would feel when it did was a huge barrier to me making any changes as part of what I wanted to do. For me, the fear that I might never feel at peace in my body was one of the biggest obstacles to being able to give up my eating disorder behaviours and fully recover. It felt like such a confusing and insurmountable obstacle. So if you feel the same, I want you to know you're not alone and it doesn't have to be the final stumbling block. I also don't know about you, but I used to use the word fat a lot and I always thought I feel fat, I look fat and I don't know what that actually meant because when you say I feel fat, 
it doesn't necessarily mean that in itself because what does fat actually mean? Fat is, I suppose, it's a, a nutrient on our food. It's something on our body, but it's not actually a feeling. And it's understanding what actually I feel fat or I look fat means. It could mean that you feel bloated, for instance, or sluggish. Or when we have a bad body image day, when feeling fat, the implication is clear. Fat people are necessarily impossible to love or want, but that's not true. When we say I feel fat, it's also thinking about what that actually means to the context of people that maybe are overweight. But we're all lovable. We're all deserving of love, peace and support in each other and just being at peace with oneself. The feeling of being fat and maybe even our negative body image days are maybe linked to feeling insecure or being judged. It's also important to recognise when you're in eating disorder recovery that you have old thought patterns. Like your body dysmorphia and negative self-talk are common amongst people with eating disorders. I know for me, I didn't see myself in the way that other people saw me. Even after beginning recovery, it's possible for these old thought patterns to resurface, especially during periods of stress or change. I know for me, it was a way that I could cope with negative thoughts, feelings and emotions. And also changes in my body just made me feel out of control. And being out of control was something that I feared so much. Like, what was I going to do? What was I going to do to feel in control again? And my eating disorder was the only thing that kind of kept me on the straight and narrow. But in all due respect, my eating disorder was the one thing that was putting me out of control. I think also with body image, we've got a lot about social comparison. Social comparison is something that all humans innately do. We have upward and downward social comparison. Upward social comparison is those that we compare ourselves to that are maybe better than us or we view as better than us. For instance, take celebrities or influencers. We want to look up to them. We look up to them for their behavior, for what they look like. And also we have downward social comparison. But for the context of this and body image, we would probably engage in upward social comparison. And social media and other forms of media can contribute to those feelings of inadequacy and negative body image. We see so many perfect images out there that aren't real, but unfortunately, many people don't realise that they aren't real. When I was younger, when I was going through my eating disorder, I was around 14, 15. And I remember social media wasn't so much of a big thing, but I had Tumblr. I don't know if you're listening to this and you remember the Tumblr generation. I used to kind of scroll through there and compare myself to idealistic imagery. However, with the rise of so many different social media platforms and our interconnected world, we have so much ability to compare ourselves with the ideal, which is not even real, because what even is ideal? But even if you're making progress in your recovery, seeing pictures and images of perfect bodies can be triggering and damaging to your self-esteem. And therefore, negative body image days are a given. Also, trauma, that's a big thing. Like when you're going through recovery, if you've experienced trauma related to your body or appearance, even after beginning recovery, trauma triggers can cause negative body image and make it difficult to feel comfortable in your skin. I know for me, I got bullied a lot through my childhood for being overweight. I think that was one of the main triggers for me developing a restrictive eating disorder. And obviously, people are going to make comments throughout your life like it's a given. We're all humans, people say stupid things. And I think for me, one comment, even I look healthy, which on the surface is a very innocent comment, made me feel terrible about my body image. 
And it's just important to remember that bad body image days are a normal part of recovery and do not necessarily mean that you're failing or aggressing in your progress. However, it's all well and good saying all of this, like why a bad body image day happens, but how do you actually get over them? So I want to explain some of the following things that helped me significantly and pulled me through many dark times when I believed that recovery wasn't worth it or possible. And when I felt like daily behaviors surely must be better than feeling trapped in a body that I could never feel at peace with. So I hope the following practices bring you comfort, hope and renewed motivation to keep moving forwards. Number one, I want you to embrace your suffering. I know that sounds bizarre, but your body as a phobia. I felt like what I could only imagine as a kind of like phobic reaction, feeling like I was kind of unsafe in my body. For the first long while, while in my recovery, every time I moved and every time I sat down in like tighter trousers, every time I put clothes on or looked in a mirror or reflective surface, a feeling of panic would come over me, like having like a phobia about my changing and I suppose gaining body. I felt alien in myself. I had conditioned myself for so long to equate a certain body size with peace of mind and my sense of worth and discipline that, of course, going against it was like going against my own actions and all the effort I put in. So automatically, I felt panic, disgust, shame, fear. And for my anxious and perfectionist mind and probably a sense of overachievement, it just brought a sense of panic and feeling of failure. However, A new way of viewing my struggle helped me significantly in being able to tolerate and push through this fear and discomfort. I just started working on accepting that, yes, it was absolutely hard and painfully, painfully hard, but also courageous, and it would get better. It's like accepting that the pain and discomfort would go. It's like accepting that you will get over a phobia if you expose yourself to your trigger enough. I just had to rewire that part of my brain that accepted change as okay. It just helped to remind myself that my brain just needed time to catch up with my body and that discomfort was temporary. My struggles were indeed courageous because of how hard they were. A phobia, at the end of the day, isn't no small thing to overcome. And the power of saying yes. Saying yes became an invaluable part of my recovery toolbox, despite how simple it seemed. Whenever I noticed thoughts that were resistant to my circumstances, I would just simply repeat my slowly to myself, yes, several times in my head. It was amazing how my body would relax and soften and I would just lessen. Just say yes to yourself. Say yes and it's going to be okay. Because ultimately, you are doing the right thing. It might not feel like it now, but it will be. Let yourself cry and let yourself heal because After a while, it will become normal and those hard, terrible times of pain will move on. It leads on to point number two. It's starting the gradual process of unlearning. Unlearning. It's a weird term, isn't it? Because we always are learning as humans. But for this, a negative behavior, we need to unlearn. I want you to begin to question something. Why do you think that thin toned bodies are so beautiful and worth striving for? Because at the end of the day, did it make you happy trying to achieve it? Or if you did achieve it, were you happy then? For me, the answer was no. And automatically seeing anybody fat as a failure that needed to become fixed was so ingrained in me. But how wrong was that? 
examining that fact made me realize that it was not right for me to think that way because ultimately everybody is beautiful and every body size is beautiful. I might not be that perfect idealized thin version that I had in myself but if I started thinking about how unnatural it seemed that society viewed bodies as beautiful when they were too thin or had little body fat even to bear children surely it must be unlearned right? It was just conditioned in me. So I started looking at other media. Take pictures back in the 50s. Marilyn Monroe and some of those kind of 50s superstars were so inspiring to me. They had curves, they had shapes, even cave women. I know that sounds bizarre, but like back in the day, curves were really, really like celebrated. I also stopped looking at magazines or other like forms of, I will call it plastic media. And by that, I mean media that is so highly edited that make me feel bad about myself. I also looked at my social media accounts and that's something to do. Have a social media detox and follow people that inspire you. You don't even have to follow body positive influences. Some examples could be Jennifer Rowland or Body Peace Liberation or even accounts like mine that focus on recovery. But you know, for me, I followed completely different things. I'm really into design, into classic style, and things that were not related to body image at all. Be that photography, travel, things that gave you a different perspective of life. Because we get so ingrained in looking at bodies that we start to detach ourselves from what actually is real. Because life is not about what you look like, it's about what you experience. So start to surround yourself with different forms of media, but also look and read some wonderful books about, you know, intuitive eating by Evelyn Tribble and Body of Truth by Harriet Brown. There's loads of podcasts as well, hopefully like this, but there's other amazing podcasts about nutrition and body positivity and health. I want you to learn to view your body with a beginner's mind. I know that sounds bizarre, but it's from a book called The Eight Keys of Recovery from an Eating Disorder by Carolyn Coston. Using a beginner's mind means learning to rid yourself of the preconceived notions and see things in a new, fresh way. You are paying attention to a new way and making it an ordinary sacred. So do that with your body. There's many examples in that book about how you can view yourself in a new, beautiful form. But if you want to go and read that book, it's definitely something that I would recommend. Start to view yourself as a child again. Look at your inner child and start to discover the parts of yourself that maybe have been hidden by diet culture and other forms of media. Point number three, don't just tell yourself but experience how you are so much more than your body. Okay, it can be so hard to accept perceived imperfections in our bodies when we feel like they represent so much of who we are. Yes, on the surface, they are the first thing that people may notice about us and some people may judge us for it and it's accepting that. But for me, the biggest healing approach was to see the things that helped connect me with part of me that was so much more than my body. So things like your soul, heart, inner self, intelligence, joy, view of the world, because that is what the part of you that people would miss, not your body. Because yes, people might judge you on the surface for your body, but ultimately that is a very fickle thing. And people that care about you truly will look beyond the surface, will look to your heart, your soul. It's what you love about those close to you or when they've gained weight and even when they're in a bad mood, because that's what you love about others and people will love that about you. 
you have a healthy self within you. Just think about if you'd recommend any of your eating disorder rules or behaviours to somebody else that you're close with. I don't think you would. It's okay that your healthy self only feels available to others and not to you at first. But with time and practice in connecting to it and listening to it and acting from it, it will begin to feel more available for you. It's trying to tap in to your healthy self. And finally, number four, talk back with wisdom and compassion. Over time, I began to feel less and less like my eating disorder was just me. Comprising of all my thoughts and beliefs, I was eventually able to start noticing and finally listening to and then acting from my inner wise higher self. Once I became aware of this inner part of me who did not hold my eating disorder's self-convictions, I was able to begin calling on it and talk back to my eating disorder's convincing thoughts and messages. It's good to distinguish between your healthy self and your eating disorder self. It was one of the most powerful practices in my recovery and something I continue to practice today when I'm confronted with my inner critic or perfectionist. Because ultimately, yes, I've gone through eating disorder recovery, but I'm still a human and I still have a critical inner dialogue at times. And it's good to distinguish between those parts of yourself. Sometimes I would read quotes by others or repeat made up mantras or visualizations in my head. And just think in gentle, compassionate, but strong way to my eating disorders, fear-based convictions. I love quotes and I love things that remind me of what I feel and makes me feel at peace. I just focused on the ways that I was getting stronger internally and maybe even stronger physically, like my body was able to move more, that I felt good, that I felt inspired that I had the energy to make connections and make an impact I would not acknowledge how powerful it was to have a deeper relationship with myself so that external things like my body diet grades career success were no longer worth making myself miserable over and I would no longer rely on them to make myself feel good about myself I wanted to develop new ways of finding mental and inner peace so be that meditation Meditation was not something I really got into, but I loved visualization. I would just lie on the floor and listen to music and think about all of the amazing things that recovery was bringing me and potentially even what recovery would bring me in the future. I focused on the parts of me that weren't related to my body. And sometimes I have bad body image days. I am a human, but I'm able to separate that and move on. It's about letting thoughts pass like waves. Negative body images and your sense of self can feel so real in the moment. Like so real, it feels painful, but it does pass. And with recovery, those bad body image days get lesser and lesser and you feel better about yourself. I want to conclude and say that anticipating the changes of your body that your body might have to go through during eating sort of recovery can feel daunting and even paralyzing. But when you've identified with a certain way of feeling good about yourself and coping with life for so long, it can feel like a massive task to consider being able to feel good about yourself and handle life without them. It does make sense because ultimately eating disorders do make sense in a very, very weird, illogical way. I believe the key to being able to challenge your eating disorder behaviours is to strive for full recovery and just remind yourself how you can keep going. Full recovery, just often, takes so much longer than we think it will and we often judge it in, in its intermediate stages, thinking they're the best it will ever get. I know it can feel impossible and sometimes you'll want to give up, but it really will get better. 
We do so many courageous things in life that require faith and my favorite quote of all, jumping off the diving board, that the outcome will be positive and worth it. Life is ups and downs and recovery will have ups and downs, but don't give up. It will be a guaranteed learning curve and trust that when it comes to your body, your faith that you can have it all, a life free from an eating disorder and thoughts about non-eating disorder related things is not impossible. Try journaling about your body image. It can really help. I do suggest that you think about maybe why it is that you feel negative about your body. Write down these things and really start to heal. Cry if you need to and reach out to others because it will get better. Rebuilding a positive body image takes time and effort, but it's an important step in journey toward eating sort of recovery. By recognizing and challenging negative self-talk and practicing self-compassion, focusing on our abilities and surrounding ourselves with positivities, we can see ourselves in a more positive light. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode today. As I mentioned in my last episode, please make sure to submit a listener question. On my website, flourishwithkiandra.com, I have my podcast page where you can submit the form there and add a question, or you can email me at info at flourishwithkiandra.com. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast today. And if you do have any questions or concerns, please feel free to reach out to me on social media or via email. So until next time, take care and let's recover together.